Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hey, Desi. Hi. How was your week? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into some news? Yes, let's. A woman in El Paso, Texas, woke up to blood (gasps) raining down on her. Oh, I saw this headline, but I didn't read the story. It's just as crazy as the headline. You know what? I was like, I was wondering, because sometimes you read it and you're like, oh, it was just a... Rust. Yeah, or something like that. Okay, great. No, I was expecting it to be rust. It was not. Ooh. This is out of KTSM. It is a NBC affiliate from El Paso. This is... Uh, posted yesterday. Imagine you're sleeping in your bed and start to hear what sounds like rain and even feel something dripping on your face. However, upon turning on the lights, the water is actually blood. I wouldn't like it. This is one of those nightmares, isn't it? That's what happened to Anna Cardenas, an El Paso woman who woke up to the disturbing discovery of blood on her face that seeped through the ceiling while she was asleep. Cardenas says she woke up at around 4 a.m. to the sound of something dripping. When she got up to see what the noise was, she said what she thought was rain was actually blood splattered across the walls, her bed, and her body. Gross. So this is not just like a sprinkling of blood. It's enough that it sounded like rain and it woke her up, Desi. Horrifying. Yeah. Cardenas had slept with the ceiling fan on and the blood seeped. Oh my God. (laughs) So it's spraying. It's holy shit. It's raining and spraying. And it's just getting flown, flown everywhere. Like, oh, what a disaster. Cardenas had said she slept with the ceiling fan on and the blood seeped right where the fan was, which caused the blood to travel toward the blades of the fan, causing the splatter on her bedroom walls. Quote, it grossed me out. I was in shock. I thought this isn't real. This is a dream. Wake up. I called maintenance and they said, are you sure that is such a fucking fucking manager response? (laughs) They were like, are you sure it's blood? (laughs) Are you sure it's not? Okay, I'll get someone there next week. (laughs) Yeah. It's my cousin. Yeah. (laughs) I called maintenance and they said, are you sure it's blood? And I said, blood is falling on me, Cardenas said in Spanish. After calling 911, the blood, which covered parts of her bed, walls, furniture, and even her hair, was coming from her upstairs neighbor. Cardenas said it was a man aged between 55 and 70 who died. Quote, the firefighters knocked down his door and the body was laying exactly where my fan is underneath. He had carpet, but the blood seeped through to my ceiling, Cardenas said. It's pretty sad that she has to now burn down her apartment and her body. (laughs) Like, how do you live after that happens to you? That is the worst thing I've ever heard. I couldn't sleep there anymore. No way. That is, I, I can't even, I'm trying to think of something that would be more awful than like sort of like going through something like that. Like I would have a hard time even just knowing that somebody died right above my bed. One of my neighbors died when I lived in New York City, mm-hmm. like my next door neighbor in an apartment building. And oh it was God. horrifying. That alone was horrifying. Yeah. Like thinking about, I was like, was he there a long time? <laughs> like it was so scary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cardenas, uh, Cardenas said police determined her neighbor died from natural causes and was decomposing for about five to six days. Whoa. They took the fan down and a pool of blood came down. Wait, so do you just start bleeding like that? Like do you, you just start decomposing and the blood just drains out of you like that? I guess, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, he became soup. Yeah. Ugh, gross. See, well, you know, when you decompose. I guess the blood has to go somewhere. Right. I just never think about it. And I guess it doesn't always happen on a second floor apartment. Yeah. Ugh. 
Cardina said she stayed at a hotel for a few nights, but now continues to battle Cielo Vista, Vista apartment management for compensation for her damaged property. Why am I not surprised again? I mean, it's definitely a tricky situation, <laughs> but they obviously have to be responsible. They right? have like, to. They who, have to compensate yeah. her. This is damage to her building. This is no fault of her own. Uh, yeah. She didn't do this. Yeah. This is a horrific experience she went through. I told them my bed is covered in blood and they told me they're sorry, but insurance won't pay it. Cardena said she said she did not have renter's insurance since it was not required. At KTSM nine news, a KTSM nine news crew walked through her apartment after it had was disinfected. The ceiling had been taken out, but flies and a foul smell still lingered. KTSM also reached out to the apartment front office, however, only reached voicemail after multiple attempts. Cardena said she is traumatized and can't sleep, can't eat, sleep, or be at peace since the incident. She also said she wants a medical exam to ensure she doesn't have an infection. It was awful. It was awful, an awful impact, Cardena said. She said she did not renew her lease, which was up after living there for a year and eight months, but she continues to search for an apartment in her budget. A GoFundMe fundraiser was made to help Cardenas recover the loss from her damaged property. Click here for the link. I got to include this link somewhere. I feel so bad for this woman. Yeah. What is the name of the apartments? Cielo Vista. Cielo? Yeah. That's like Cielo Drive. Ooh. You can't live that apartment building. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> so it looks like, according to GoFundMe, she's already raised $5,042 of her $5,000 goal. I say let's kick her some more bucks. Oh, so she's already over her goal. She's already over oh, her good. goal. But look, I think she deserves more Yes, going through this. And I think the management company at this building deserves uh, a scolding. Yeah. I don't know what we can do to them. So Give them a bad Yelp review. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Anna, we hope that uh, you get through this. We're very sorry about this. It's awful. Very traumatic. What a a once in a lifetime thing to happen. Oh my God. Nightmare. Our next story is out of New Zealand. This is from the New Zealand Herald. This is horrific. (gasps) The headline reads... Number one shoe employee arrested after alleged sexual acts with coworkers' shoes for fetish site. He was the number one shoe employee? No, that's the name of the... (laughs) (laughs) Well, now he's not. I was like, what a fall from grace. I never heard of the store. You have, you have tarnished the reputation of the number one shoe salesman. How dare you, sir? He was the number one shoe salesman in the country. Until. <laughs> so this guy fucked some shoes. Okay. For a site? Yeah. And his own pleasure. Okay. A Palmerson North number one shoe employee has been arrested after allegedly taking candid photos of coworkers and customers before performing sex acts with their shoes. Ooh. I like that you need to show them before and then what you're doing to their shoes. Yes. <laughs> We're like, here they are, very innocent. <laughs> now here's their shoes and what I'm going to do to them. In a series of documented incidents, the employee allegedly sniffed and spat and performed sex acts in Ooh. workers' shoes and posted the evidence on an online foot fetish forum. What kind of sex acts do you think he was doing? That's literally always my first thought. Like, like is he jerking off into it or is, sticking his dick in? Or is he sticking the heel up his asshole? Ooh, that's a good one. I bet that some people do that. I don't doubt it. I mean, that seems like, like you, that's why they like those stilettos. Right. Because it's very phallic. Yeah. I think that's why they like stilettos. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I always wish they would expand on sex acts. It's like, come on. Just, just tell give us, us the fucking details. We're adults. We're adults <laughs> yeah. here. According to News Hub, the employee had been posting numerous photos with one titled Workmates Converse in Work Locker. Ooh. One of his alleged victims was just 15. In January 2021, he allegedly photoshopped himself performing a sex act in the colleague's shoes. Why would he? 
Oh, photographed. You didn't oh, photoshop. So, <laughs> I was like, so he was really small in a big shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a vor fetish. You know those people? Wait, no. People who are into vor? No. Do you know about vor? No. Okay. Vor is a fetish where people want to be eaten by like big gigantic women. Okay, I know that fetish, but I didn't know it was called vor. Yeah, I never heard that. But you've heard of that before. Yes, yes. Where it's yes. like the fifty foot woman. Yeah, is eating someone. But, um, that's wow. So other material continued to surface in which he discussed the smell of the shoes and what he intended to do to the shoes while posting further images of his sexual acts with the shoes. Some of his posts also contain images of his alleged victims, including faces either in the store or in the break room. It is claimed a number of the posts detailed female customers, looks, ages, and a description of their shoes. This is uh, an excerpt from one of his posts. As you may imagine, from time to time, there are some pretty sexy experiences. My favorite is when hot girls leave their shoes lying around as they walk across the store to get other shoes. Ooh. Desi, this is not... (laughs) (laughs) Desi is, like, turned on by this fucking freak. I'm just... The idea that, like, how many things he's thinking of that most people are just casually doing. I know. It's it's like You're just click, click, throwing your shoe off, and for him, that's like an orgasmic event. And he's not just a pervy customer. He works there. Yeah. (laughs) So he's handling... (laughs) And I'm not just a pervy customer. I'm the president. The hair club for men. (laughs) Uh, I I don't want to get too crazy parentheses, I don't want to lose my job, but I'm open to ideas. Other posts detail... Oh my God, I love that the ad that comes up is this shoe. (laughs) God, the algorithm. The algorithm is world's most comfortable sandal. And this guy's like, oh, (laughs) we'll see about that. Other posts detailed similar alleged incidents where he performed sexual acts inside the shoes and uploaded them to the fetish forum. They need to be more specific again. News Hub claim in March, a post to the man's fetish profile discussed how he followed a fit woman home and returned to her house the next day before sniffing and spitting in her shoes. News Hub claimed the employee's behavior came to light after a woman in Germany who sells clothes online noticed photos of secondhand clothing were appearing on shoe fetish sites. Oh. She eventually managed to identify the workplace and the 15-year-old co-worker from a photo taken of her locker, which included a document with her full name. Oh, The shit. woman told News Hub saying that saying she had to speak up, fearing the man could continue to do this to others without consequences. The man was arrested, and the matter is before the courts. Police confirmed the 23-year-old was arrested in April and charged with two counts of offensive behavior and theft. Um, he's currently on bail and will reappear on May 25th. That's, I'm, I was curious what he would be charged with. Now, obviously, there's a lot of creepy things, and there's an underage girl, and following the person home is a completely different crime. But it's like, what is the crime if you perform a sex act with someone's shoe? Is it like a property destruction? Because <laughs> it's not exactly a sexual assault, even though he did other things that were like posting people's pictures. I think, That's definitely worse, uh, in my opinion. I think you would have to consider that sexual assault because you're sexually violating someone's personal property and getting bodily fluids on but it. But it's like a different type of sexual a assault. sex crime. It's not like... They're not touching the person. Yeah. I'm just saying it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, what is the uh, charge for that? Right. Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Yeah, but this guy's gross. Uh, There's nothing wrong with having a foot fetish. No. And there's plenty of consenting adults online that you could meet that would be willing to uh, explore this with you. But these are not consenting adults. No, and this seems like uh, something he was putting out there to the community. Like, what should I do? Like, what would you like to see? Right? Like, right. So he's uh, getting other people involved, and they. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't even realize he's doing this without consent. Maybe. Or I bet you don't. a lot of people think, well, what's the harm? Like, right. no one's being hurt. Like, you know what I mean? But, it's just but interesting. Think if it was your shoes. No, I mean, that's what it's sort of an interesting thing because the internet does create these new things that we didn't have to think about before. Like, it's like, well, this is wrong. Don't put my picture on a fetish site with my shoes and then come in my shoes (laughs) later. (laughs) Like, it's not like you assaulted me, but you've like 
you violated, you violated me. me in some way. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Our next story is definitely more cheerful. <laughs> it's about cats. Okay. I don't know if anyone heard that. I'm so embarrassed, Desi. I'm so embarrassed that this fucking cat, he, <laughs> your child is out of control. <laughs> he only does this when we record. And we thought it was because... Do you hear that? Do you hear what I have to put up with? <laughs> I got to stop this. Okay. Hold on. Okay, we're back. I'm very sorry about that disruption. <laughs> Our next story is about cats. It's out of the hill. 1,000 feral cats released onto Chicago streets to tackle the rat explosion. I saw that story, that headline. That seems like a lot of cats. Where'd they get them from? Where are they releasing them from? <laughs> That's what I wondered. If they're feral, aren't they already out there? I think these are TNRs. Okay. But, so they- the, but, they, but I don't think, I think the headline is misleading because I think Maybe over time they've released 1,000. Right. Or recently they have, but they do. Or maybe feral is being used incorrectly. Like maybe they're in shelters. No, I don't know. They're not in the shelter. They're feral cats who can't be re, like, they can't be domesticated. Okay. So did they collect them and then release them strategically? I just am confused. A Chicago animal shelter is using feral cats to tackle the city's rat problem. The Windy City has ranked number one on pest control company Orkin's list of the rattiest cities. Ooh. <laughs> that is a horrible title to have. No one wants that. In the U.S. for six consecutive years. Wow. Chicago, the rat city. I didn't even know they monitored that. <laughs> uh, as Chicago has the most rodent pest treatments, our country is in a historic... Oh, wait, that's a different article. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know how sometimes you're reading an article and then they'll have like a link to a completely different yes, article? Yeah. So this article was about the coronavirus. So okay. I'm sorry, that's yeah. nothing to do with this. In an effort to rein in the explosion of rodents, the Treehouse Humane Society kicked off a program to release feral felines into areas experiencing rat problems. After humanely capturing the feral cats, the Humane Society spays or neuters the animal animals and places them into residential and commercial settings with rodent infestations to act as an environmentally friendly rodent control. The Treehouse Humane Society says only rescued cats who cannot thrive in a home or shelter environment or cannot be reintegrated into form, into their former colonies are used for the Cats at Work program. Oh. So, yeah, it's not cats who are shelter cats who are going to be adopted. It's cats who are... Too feral. I see. So they take them in for TNR, and then when they re-release them, they don't put them back in their colony for whatever reason. They put them in these rat-infested areas. Right. Okay. After receiving approval for a working cat, property and business owners are responsible for their well-being. Oh, so it's almost like these properties are adopting the cat, but not as a pet. Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool. They're like, they're, it's like they're bodega cats. Yes. God, the worst people are the ones who want cats out of the bodegas. Dude, those people should be banned from society. They fucking suck. <laughs> or like, don't live in New York. I don't get those people. It's like, go think of something else. Go bug other people. We're happy here in our bodega <laughs> cat world. Like, seriously, like, it's I, so irritating. I wish we had bodega cats here. Oh, totally. Although I did meet a bodega cat this week. Oh, where? Uh, at a corner store... On my block. Oh, cool. There was a little cat there, an orange cat. His name is Leo. Oh. And he was hanging out in the doorway of oh, this... Oh, you showed me a picture of him. Uh, yeah. He was hanging out in the doorway of this shop. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen that in L.A. The most you can hope for in L.A. is like a bookstore cat. And there is one ar- architectural salvage store I go to, and they have a cat. <laughs> they do? Yeah, and I get really excited when I see the cat in there. It's always sitting up front in a basket, like on the counter. I love it. My mom met a cat this week. Oh. In Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Its name is Blueberry. Aww. And it uh, it's a neighborhood cat. I mean, it belongs to somebody in an apartment nearby, but it hangs out at the restaurant. Oh, cool. So she was at a restaurant, outdoor dining, and this 15-year-old cat named Blueberry came and said hi. I was like, I want to know everything about this cat. I want his whole life story. I got a picture. Oh, cute. So I'll show you after the show. Blueberry. Very cute name. So this article continues, property and business owners provide food, water, shelter, and wellness to the cats who work for them. In most cases, are cats at work 
become beloved members of the family or team. Says the shelter on its website, according to WGN9, the Treehouse Humane Society has placed over 1,000 feral cats onto Chicago's streets since 2012. See, that's what I suspected. I like it. The headline is very misleading. Yeah, it makes I expected all these cats running out of the cage. <laughs> yeah, like, like invading armies or something. <laughs> they make it sound like they release them all at once. Yeah, it was no, uh, it's crazy. Over, over time, they have placed 1,000 feral cats. I like that these cats are like, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the job. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Work cute. Cats. I'm working. <laughs> We have had a lot of our clients tell us that before they had cats, they would step outside their houses and rats would actually run across their feet. Sarah Liss of Treehouse Humane Society told WGN9, while the cats will hunt and catch rodents on occasion, their presence alone is a deterrent. (gasps) They're actually deterring them with their pheromones. That's enough to keep the rats away. That sounds pretty ratty. If I was walking out in a rat right over my feet, I'd be really upset. Yeah. We don't have like rats here the way New York has rats. I didn't know Chicago was a big rat city. I didn't either. Our last news story is tailor-made for me. Desi, you sent this to me, and I was absolutely floored. Oh, yeah. So this guy, Donald Morrison searched through over 1,200 documents from the Kansas City Police Department to try and figure out who killed Mac Dre. Yes, I know you've been wanting to do an uh, episode on him. I've wanted to do an episode on Mac Dre since we started the show. Yeah, so now I feel like you have some good additional material, right? Yes, that's that's the problem. There have been, I mean, look, there was it was long rumored that Drake's uh, Drake was helping alongside Wanda, Mac Dre's mother, to make a documentary. I never saw anything of that come to fruition. I've seen like a much lower budget, like local documentaries on YouTube right. that I've watched uh, about Mac Dre. If, for those of you who don't know, he is a legendary Bay Area rapper who was tragically killed in Kansas City in 2004. They never arrested anyone or caught who did it. So this guy, Donald Morrison, poured through literally over a thousand documents and he wrote this article. It's on Passion of the Weiss. It's on passionweiss.com. Uh, he, this is the website of, uh, you know that guy on Twitter, Otto Von Bismarcky? Yeah, I'm friends with, like, friendly with him. I interviewed him about Sublime. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I, w- I actually thought, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to interview that guy when well, we, if we ever do the uh, episode on him. Well, I followed the guy who wrote the article, and he just followed me back. I would love to pick this guy's brain. I haven't read the full article yet. It's, it's really long. It's really long. And I want to like, I did, did not have time today. I just saw this today. So, uh, I'm looking forward to reading it cause I want to see what stuff he dug up. Uh, yeah, but Mac Dre, we yeah. will have an episode at some point. Believe me, it's, it's, it's been on, uh, my, my to do list. Is there a sus- a, sp- a suspect that's long been thought, or I haven't read through. Oh, so you, there was, but before this theory. though, there was. I mean, wasn't. yeah, there have been suspects and stuff, and like speculations, right. but it's never been solved. Okay, no one's ever been charged. I mean, this guy, like, he has pictures that he's included of the police documents in here. It's pretty incredible, like the amount of work it seems like this guy did. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I I'm looking forward to reading the article. We will have an episode at some point. Yeah. It's just more about, uh, I wanted to give uh, you know the episode the detail it deserves. Yes. And, it's, and Mac Dre's life, the, the appropriate detail it deserves, because he had a, a very um, prolific career for as young as he was when he, when he died. Yeah. Okay, uh, that is all of our news stories. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, I watched something great last night and I'm dying to talk about it with you. I've waited till we started the, the show to talk about it. Okay. And that is a show that you recommended to me. On Discovery Plus. Yes, I got the Discovery Plus app, everybody. <laughs> it happened. It was inevitable. Evil lives here. Okay. The best show ever. Now, <laughs> it's so good. I famously love investigation discovery programming. You know, right. you know the true crime stuff with all the reenactments. Of course. This is like a very... This is an investigation discovery show, but I feel like it's kind of an elevated investigation discovery. Doesn't it feel a little more elevated? I think it feels more like a documentary series, the way they film it. There's often actual footage in certain episodes. I don't know if they're all, which is cool to see. And I think you have access to a lot more photographs than normal because the family is actually in these episodes. The family members are friends of people. The premise of the show is family members or spouses of horrific murderers are interviewed from so it's 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 their perspective. It's before they knew what like before the incident happened. So they tell they take you through the life of this person and then the sort of uh thing is there were signs so they'll tell us like well the first time I noticed something was different about this person who goes on to commit a horrifying crime was when he was four you know what I mean it goes to that level which is just really chilling sometimes and obviously fascinating and oftentimes these cases are not very well known and then so you don't even know what they did so you shouldn't google it because I actually forced myself to not look it up because you're a googler 
I, I, I'm like compulsively, like I have to know, like, uh, so I, I definitely try not to, cause it is sort of interesting when you're like, Oh shit, that's what they did. And some of them you do have, you have heard of, uh, but most of them I were cases I didn't know. Uh, it's not revealed until the end of the episode, what they did. Yeah. It's so good. It's really well done. I like it because, you know, in every other, like, whether it's a TV true crime series on Investigation Discovery, Dateline, or otherwise, you always, you hear from detectives or people working the case. Right. You hear a little bit from the family members. Not really. Well, Um, like, even a lot of times you'll hear from the victims' family members, right? Which is an important perspective. Absolutely. But, you know, the families, the other victims are the family members of these killers because they, a lot of them completely lose their lives, like their businesses close because no one wants to be associated with someone who has a killer in their family or whatever, you or, know? Or a lot of them were abused by the killer. Absolutely. Like, like it's the, just a, yeah. The, so it's a unique perspective that I feel like I don't see often. Like the, I watched, oh my God, the Peter, the Peter Tubin episode. Which one was that? That was, I think, episode number three. That's a story out of the UK. So I'm sure our UK listeners are very familiar with this guy. Um, but he, the story was uh, told from the wife, his ex-wife's perspective. And the whole like episode was just about what a monster he was in their relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end, it's like, oh, and he was doing all of this horrific shit. Well, I I think that's another interesting thing I like about this show is you get to see how much these family members actually did to try to stop this kind of stuff from escalating. A lot of times people are like, well, how could you have lived with someone and not seen? But you, you, it's interesting to see how like they did see things and then they tried to do things about it and they thought things were getting better or they had an excuse for the things like... I liked seeing that too because it's like I think they take a lot of blame sometimes for not doing more. Right. Or there was an instance where this guy actually did go to the cops to warn them. Oh, yeah. And they didn't do anything. And then a tragic event happened. Right. Um, Yeah. I I can't remember if it was the same episode, but it was like a lot of times the cops were like, well, we can't do anything until... You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. or like parents who did turn their kids in. Right. Too. Like, and like, there's like one, I don't think you've seen it yet, so I won't tell you. But it's just so interesting. And it's like a chilling show. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just interesting because not that, like, it's just a perspective we don't often hear. So it's interesting to hear that perspective from the well, family we members. We both watch a lot of true crime. Yes. So we've seen a lot of cases over and over. We know the detectives sometimes, and sometimes we've seen the family members a bunch if we've watched multiple episodes on one person. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely just a unique perspective that we don't often see. It's yeah. not better or worse than anything. Right. It's, it's new. So when you're obsessed with true crime, when you get like a new thing, it's always pretty exciting, like a new story or like a, a new, you know what I mean? A new, new take. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's more what it is. So I stayed up till three. Even though I was dead tired, I stayed up till fucking three o'clock watching it. I turned it off last night to go to bed and then I turned it back off. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I can watch one more. <laughs> it's really that compelling though. It's so well done. Uh, and I find it, I find it very sympathetic to the victims too. Like it is for every victim of the uh, crimes that were right. committed. It, it's, yeah. yeah, this isn't to diminish what absolutely the victims of killers no went through. It's really awful. Um, yeah, no, I uh, God, I was up so fucking late last night, and there's still the reenactments, which I like. There are still reenactments, and then did you see? At season two, they start having like an after the show. No, because I'm still on season one. Okay. I skipped around. Oh, I'm just watching straight I, through. I need to watch straight through, but so I couldn't help it because I was like, oh, what about that one? Because <laughs> I just started, I started looking at lists where it's like the re- episodes ranked or Reddit boards where it's like, what's your favorite? Not that it matters because they're really all good. Uh, it's just different levels. Yeah. Um. So like in season two, they have something like after the show. So with certain people from certain episodes it was like what happened after this episode aired 
So like, I didn't watch any of them yet, but it was like, oh, what did you, they saw like someone had their son had seen the episode was <gasps> in prison. So I was like, oh, that look, I can't wait to hear like what the after effects were of something like that. Right. Um, wow. Cause that's something you don't get to see a lot too. Like what happened when you publicized this case in this way? What was yeah. the reaction? Cause maybe people didn't know. And then they saw this. Like, and Desi, I had heard of this show before and I had seen it before because you know, I watch a lot of investigation discovery. Yeah. So it just was usually the investigation discovery shows I watch are the like, um, you know, deadly wives or whatever. Right. So I just, it was just happened to be. It's I, definitely next level. Yeah. I think like the quality is really good. Yeah. Here's what happened for me. So I saw someone, I can't remember someone tweeted about it like months ago. And I was like, I, I knew when I saw it, I was like, that's exactly the type of show <laughs> that I like. Like I would like this show, but I didn't have, I don't have cable and I didn't have any of the apps that had that show. But when I saw Discovery Plus had come out, I got it two days ago and that was the first, like I immediately was like, now I can watch Evil Lives Here. Like I had been waiting right. to watch it for so long and I was like, I love that it was like, yep, I was right. This is the best show ever. I mean, it has your name all over it. I right. mean, like you literally grew up in a household where it was like yeah, really like violent. Right. So you could kind of, yeah. I mean, I definitely like it on that level because there are some episodes where it's like a kid in a violent household with a dad who's right. uh, bad or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a really high recommend for me. Yeah. So mm, that's, yeah. that's what I'm binging this week. The other thing I binged this week that I finished was a limited series uh, Brendan mentioned it on our mini episode last week. It's called oh, yeah. Generation Hustle. Yes. So we powered through. I'm going to watch it. I, I read all the recaps of the episodes and I, I knew a lot of the stories. Like they're yeah. pretty well-known stories. Some of them I, did, I genuinely had no idea. Like, uh, Oh yeah, definitely. Like the Saudi prince. I feel like I saw headlines about that guy, but I never investigated further. I was surprised how many I ha- I kind of knew something about... Yeah, in the you know like a smallest amount, I was like, oh yeah, that story that they, looks good. There's like, one <laughs> episode. There's one episode about this. For those of you who don't remember when we talked about it or didn't hear last week, generation generation hustle is like a different episode on a different. Each episode's a different scammer. Yeah. So they have an Anna Delvey episode. They have a Hollywood con queen. They have the dude from WeWork. Yes. Anyone who like scammed a bunch of people on a high level. Um, There's so many scammers. I know. It's always wild to me that 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 there can be so many. Like, yeah. It's just an, people never. They always manage to find a new way to trick people because people get savvy. And I would think it'd be harder. Yeah. And. Um, it's interesting because some of the episodes actually have the person, the scammer is in the episode. Oh, cool. Is a talking head. Yeah. And they're like either like totally remorseful or they're just like, yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but John McAfee was brought up in one of the Ooh. episodes. And I'm like, oh, we got to do an episode on that guy. He's uh, a wild one. Yeah. That, that is a fucking crazy story. Yeah. Does he have an episode or he's just in one? He's just, he's a player in one of them. Right. He's not, he's not a con artist as he, far as I know. He's a fucking, he does a lot of other, he stuff. does a lot of bad <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. But I feel like that is an episode we should do just okay. like, yeah, need to investigate that. Yeah. No, Did, I need to watch it. I just didn't get around to it. I liked it. I don't think it was like critically like lauded, especially like, you know, this is coming after the QAnon docuseries, which is like everyone loved that. I mean, there's definitely a heyday going on right now with limited documentary series. And uh, you can tell the quality is wildly varying. Like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, they're all kind of interesting if they're a topic you like, but you can definitely tell when something is done really well. I uh, it makes a huge show. difference. Yeah. I, I don't it. care. I'll watch documentaries yeah. like almost no matter what. Like if I'm interested in the topic, I'm yeah. gonna like it somewhat in some way, like for sure. But yeah, I didn't watch I don't think I really watched anything else. Just that. Mare uh, Mare of Easttown. Oh, Mare of Easttown. That's right. This See episode. this episode. <laughs> I when I watched it, I immediately 
like messaged you on Twitter or you had tweeted something and I was like, this episode's good. Cause we had talked about how it's sort of like low key, like the crime wasn't even, even centralized. Okay. Let's just talk a little bit about this episode. Cause the other great part of this episode was Gene Smart's character hiding the ice cream and the peas and carrots. Like I literally was faint. Like that was the most stressful part of the episode for me <laughs> where I was like, well, now they're going to find her ice cream <laughs> Because she gets taken away mid-scene. I won't give it away. But like, I was like, oh, did she put her stuff away? Like, I don't want her to lose her whole like hiding spot. <laughs> Jean, Jean Smart and Kate Winslet's relationship in this show as mother-daughter is so fucking good. It's perfect. It's so... It, those are like the genuine laughs for me in this show Same. are through their relationship. Like I just love when she was like family meeting and they're like, what? <laughs> that was just like so funny to me. Like as someone who grew up in a tumultuous household, like when your parents or someone tries to be like, let's get serious. <laughs> or you're like, no. Or you're like, you're like it's a, over. You can't be a mom now. <laughs> I'm almost grown. <laughs> It's just so funny. Yeah. I, I laughed. I I honestly was so happy with when she pulled that ice cream out of the, the frozen bag. I was like, yes, I get that. You hide your food from your fucking family who's going to eat the one thing that brings you joy. Ugh. Like Because I know the feeling when you go to get the ice cream out of the fridge and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever had a roommate situation or a family, that is truly the most sinking feeling you can have. Because you're thinking about it all day. You're thinking about it all day. You come home and look for that ice cream and just to see that empty pint in like the recycling bin Mm. or something, the worst. Tragic. I love it. I like that she had like little toppings in the bread box. Yeah. She had the whole thing, her fucking chocolate sauce. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly, it's like I got her joy and just like she's about to sit down and then all hell breaks loose in her fucking house. Like it's just never ending for Jean Smart. (laughs) I love it. Great episode. Yeah. It definitely finally was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, I mean, I liked it all along. But it's ramping up. It's ramping up at the right time, I think. So, yeah, I still recommend. I, li- I, I, I One thing I like is how everyone right now is watching Mayor of Easttown because that's like the one prestige drama that's airing right now. Oh, totally. So everyone's on board, it seems like. Literally everyone is watching it uh, and even certain people, I, like I have one friend who was like, I watched Mare of Easttown, so now I can talk about it. <laughs> like, it's, like you, it's like that feeling where you're like, well, I'm not in on the conversation, so I have to fucking watch it too, I guess. Like, yeah. And it's good. Like, it's I like perfectly it. good. I like it. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That was my big... Same. That was my big... Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. I'm going to give another plug for our Patreon content. Oh, yeah. Because we added new Patreon content this week. We're still going to keep doing the content we have been doing on Patreon. We're just adding more. But we're adding additional weekly content. So what we're doing is after we record our main episode, we're hitting record again. We're doing an after show so you can hear behind the scenes what went into the episode. And, and we get a little more personal. Yeah. You can hear a little more personal anecdotes if that's what you're into. You don't know what's going to happen because we've only recorded one episode. Uh, I was really like surprised at the overwhelming positive response we got to it. Yeah. Because I was really nervous. I was like, oh. You were really nervous. I was like, who gives a fuck what I have to say? But people liked our conversation. I mean, I think that's what we think all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good attitude to have because the worst people are the one who think everything they say is important and are boring. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I was happy to get those nice messages and I'm glad you like the new content. And and that's at the $5 tier. Yeah. So at the $5 tier, you get that weekly episode plus all the other bonus content we do. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Oh, I wanted to plug a podcast I did. Oh, yeah. Did you plug yours? I don't remember. I did. Okay, sorry. So I did the Sopranos podcast, Pod Yourself a Gun. This is the one that Rachel has done in the past. I think she did one two or yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, that's up this week. It just it just uploaded today or yesterday. It is on season four, episode 12, Eloise. It's a Carmela-centric episode with a really hilarious Polly Walnut storyline that's mm. dark as hell, but fucking funny in a dark, dark way. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Nice guys. 
uh, if you like The Sopranos, check it out. Yeah. They wrote like a song for it. Did Did, you hear their song? I didn't hear this week's song, but they write a song like every fucking week. Oh, they do? I think so. Uh, Yeah. So he did like a song to Don't Stand So Close to Me um, and change the lyrics. I didn't know he did that every week. That's so much work. He's very talented. I told Matt, Matt is one of the hosts, co-hosts of the show. And when I was on, he did a parody song of Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) But he did it, you know, in an Italian uh, accent. Oh. Like Furio for part of it. Oh. Some of the song, it was like different characters singing. singing But I I was like, Matt, you could have a career in... (laughs) a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band after this. And I strongly believe that. And he said, well, Rachel, this is right in my pitch. Like, this is, like, the perfect uh, octave. Like, his whatever. His range. His range. God, I'm so tired right now. (laughs) You know what I meant. Yeah. He's like, my range is the same as Anthony Kiedis's. I'm like, it really is. That's funny. I mean, um, 50% of singing is getting a key in your, getting a song in your key too like and like a song that fits you yes and then you're gonna sound pretty good look that was a note that was given on american idol all the time (laughs) this is not your song honey yeah i mean there's songs you want to sing and then there's songs you nail easily and the difference it's so much better to sing a song that you can do than when you're straining and stressing out about big parts coming up especially like on tv and let me tell you something (laughs) i wish i had i mean like i i can sing or whatever but my range is that of the Elaine Stritch. Like I can, <laughs> yeah. I can murder the hell out of some Sondheim songs, right? But the Sondheim songs I really want to sing is uh, oh, that one from Sweeney Todd, the 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 one with the bird, the name of the bird. Oh, right, right, right. I, I wish I could sing like that. No, I couldn't do. that I can't song. do that high pitched singing, but I can I can sing the fuck out of uh, you know a couple songs from Company. Right. Yeah. No, you got to know your range. But you got to know your range. And yeah. I know my range. I'm trying to think. I'm good at Linda Ronstadt songs. Like she has a similar key to me or like range to me. You're also very good at Grace Slick. Oh, yeah. I've That's seen, good. I saw Desi do karaoke. Where did I do that? Oh, in, in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Oh, right. That was one we of have the to mo- do karaoke again. That, that was, was one fun. of the most erotic moments of my life, Desi. I didn't want to say it at the time. It was a very... <laughs> So we were sharing a hotel room. <laughs> that would have been so funny. It was a very, very good performance Thank you. of that song. She nailed it. I was very, I, even I was taken aback, like, oh, I didn't know Desi had that range <laughs> with her sweet little talking voice, but she can belt. Yeah, I can. She can belt a tune. I can yell it out. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I want to do karaoke again. It sounds super fun now, doesn't it? I we could get a private room. We could. Yeah. We we said we were going to do that with James and Alan. We should get, we should take James out. I think he's in misery. I think he is too. Nadia's he's so out of lonely. town. He is so- <laughs> and she's posting up the funnest pictures. I was like, Nadia. <laughs> Nadia, your man is don't home. Don't have that much fun. <laughs> or don't post it all. I, I, I was enjoying them, and, and now when I see her pictures, I'm still glad she's having fun because it, it looks amazing. But part of me is like, James is so sad. <laughs> it's so funny. So what did you eat? Uh, did I eat anything interesting? No, I mean, I don't think I had anything super great. Did we have... We had Indian food last week. Did we talk about that? Yes. You got some chicken tonight. Yeah, we had Zanku tonight. Uh, no, I was very... Uh, I didn't do anything crazy. Oh, I did make cookies. Oh. I make the best... If you like buttery, thin, crispy cookies, I have the best chocolate chip cookie recipe. Post that recipe, Desi. It's so good. So it's like more brown sugar than white sugar, and it's so much butter. But they come out very thin, and they get really crispy, and they're so buttery. <laughs> Those those are like the ones my mom makes. Yeah, I love this recipe. It's definitely a difficult recipe. Like you really have to mix it well because sometimes if you don't get the butter all in, there'll be like a 
it'll melt more. Do you know what I'm saying? It's such yeah. a high butter content. You really have to mix it well. So you got to cream the butter and sugar really well before. Yes. You don't mix, over mix it after the flour. No, 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 no. no. But you, it just needs to be mixed well because if you have a spot that's all butter, there's so much butter that you can just have a blob of butter. Right. And then it will kind of like, it still tastes good. Right. But they don't look as pretty. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I feel like I finally mastered it because it definitely is kind of a, a recipe that's tricky. Like you have to um, let them cool in the pan a bit before you transfer them, yeah, because they're so thin. So yeah, it's I like always those want... it's those kind of technique things that I'm like, I want to eat them now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put them in my mouth and then they sizzle. That's how that's how I like to eat cookies. Me too. Straight from the fucking oven. My mouth is scalded. <laughs> my skin's peeling off. Like why do I do that when I put food in my mouth and it sizzles? I'm like, you are an absolute mess. <laughs> Did you ever put a cookie in your mouth and it yes, sizzles? Desi. Are you kidding me? I have no fucking self-control or patience. I always eat baked goods straight from the oven. It's I can't so wait. It's so crazy. I can't. No, like bread. You're like, wait an hour. I'm like, no, no. I'm cutting into it now and there's going to be steam coming out <laughs> and I'm going to put butter on it Yeah, and then it's dripping down my hand because I'm a mess. I want that butter cube sliding yeah. down the side of it. It's like, like my in the commercials. <laughs> Oh my God. It's like, God damn, what's wrong with me? I know how to live. <laughs> no, so that's my pretty, that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I had a really good goat cheese from the, from Milk Farm, my favorite cheese store in Eagle Rock. It was a goat cheese with um, fennel seed and lavender. It was called Purple Haze. <laughs> it's the best goat cheese. It was so Whoa. good. Now, this is a very subtle flavor. Because sometimes lavender can be overwhelming. And I like lavender when it's very subtle. Me too. Because I love the scoop lavender honey ice cream. Have mm. you had that? It's of so course, good. Desi. Um, <laughs> That's a Marin County classic. <laughs> I love that flavor. Um, so yeah, this goat cheese was excellent. And okay, I, I did forget one thing. I recreated the Guisados quesadilla. Mm. So I got at the cheese store halomi cheese. They had a, a big chunk of it. And then I didn't have corn tortillas, but I had flour. So I just fried the fucking cheese, fried the tortilla in a little butter, and then smoshed them together. And it was damn good. Yeah. That cheese is fucking good. Now, that's another thing. Like the show, Evil Lives Here, when I saw halomi cheese for the first time, I said, I know I love that. (laughs) Before I even had it, I was like, grilled cheese that stays together and doesn't melt. I already know that I love this. Yeah. And then when I had it, I was like, this is a match made in heaven. Like, I love that cheese. And then I I used to buy it whenever I saw it. It was much harder to get like 10 years ago, but now more places have it. It's so good. And it's, it's like, it's pretty close to what we got at Guisados. Mm. Although I fear Guisados uses about 10 times more butter right. or grease of course. <laughs> than what we I use. They also put like a little crema in there or something. Yeah. There's like a little spread. They the last put in one there. I had was like beans, but that might be an option. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. Just a buttered tortilla with grilled che- the grilled oh. halami in it. Tortillas are so good. Yeah. And I put hot sauce on it too. Uh, yeah, tortillas are a perfect food. They taste so good. I love like a good, like when you get a tortilla and you're like, someone's grandma made this. I need to get us, if that woman's back in business again, those duck fat tortillas, Mm. because they truly were the best tortillas I ever had. And these are the tortillas that are kind of raw when you buy them. Yeah. So you cook them yourself. So you cook them and they're fresh. You know who has those? Costco. It's not the duck fat ones, but it's like a flour one. And it's like. There, I've bought them before and it's really nice. <sighs> Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm